welcome back to the Whole GD Show, the show where we two cool dudes bring you hot reviews. Yeah. This is your host, Jeff Blanchard, and my lobster of a co-host, <laughs> Eleanor. Hello, Dylan. Hello, Jeff. Uh, by lobster, do you mean I'm going to live for 100 years and be fertile, like, all those years? Is that what it was? Uh, I can't remember. Um, Something like that. I just realized we have two different kind of animal-based things that we reviewed kind of i think there's well there's a running theme in a lot of these i think um that i have found and and one thing i extra watched in preparation for a segment that was not planned yeah why did you do that by accident um i did it just in case i know we mentioned the last time we recorded we were um mentioning ghost in the shell and our guest at that time said he wanted to do it, so I just watched it just in case we did end up watching it. Yeah, without mentioning it to anyone else, really. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was all part of the the plan. But I, it was a movie I meant to get around to for twenty five years or whatever it's been out. So yeah, that's fair. Uh, this director of the first movie he's been getting very popular lately he's directed a bunch of stuff that i've noticed or really? made aware of dog tooth is one that was out recently um killing of a sacred deer his name is yorgos lanthimos hmm, interesting a greek director we watched the lobster yeah. from 2015 during Colin Farrell. Yes, and Rachel Weiss. Is that yes, the same name? Yeah, I believe so. I think it's um Daniel Craig's wife. Oh, okay, interesting. I, so. I know her from the Mummy franchise. Yes, <laughs> but I, she's been in other things I've enjoyed. Um, yeah, people go to a hotel, and if they don't <laughs> find love within forty-five days, yeah. they become the <laughs> animal of their choosing. What? animal would you choose that was my obvious question i think yeah and that's i think i default to i would always want to be reincarnated as a seal because i don't know but colin farrell had a lot of thought in his choice i didn't think about like i just think i mean if i was it's just like you glide in the water it's like flying in the water as a seal and you know they're cute and people like them well except when they go seal clubbing but um yeah yeah people want their fur and so maybe a sea lion a little scarier i got hands and feet and i kind of can be trained like a dog so yeah sea lion let's go with that um what about you what would you be uh well Initially, I was like, dog, and then, like, the lady <laughs> was like, she's very shitty about people who is like say dogs. I'm like, your reasoning is perfect, mm-hmm. and it's exactly what I thought. I was like, yeah, I would be a dog. People like dogs. She's like, oh, the world is overrun with dogs, actually. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, oh. And I had to rethink about it. I'm like, well, I don't know. I guess some type of bird, or maybe, like, um... Like an owl, I think an owl would be cool because I think just being able to fly is obviously yeah. the cool thing. But I don't know. There are a lot of animals I I feel like a weird connection to. But and I don't know. It's just like, uh, what about 
elephants or whatever. Or, but I was also like, oh, wolves. And I've always liked wolves. So I don't know. There are a lot of things, but I don't, I don't really fucking know. I think a bird would be a great choice, too. I like the choice of, like, an air or water animal, because we've already dominated the Earth. We can walk on, you know, X and Y axis. Let's add that Z axis and be able to fly high in the sky or, like, through the water. Yeah. All around. Or a pigeon. I like pigeons. <laughs> pigeons are cool. Yeah. They're very chill. There are a lot of pigeons, too. Yeah. I like a bird of prey, though. That's pretty cool. That's true. Yeah. You yeah. got those. But pigeons just eat, like, old guys, like, bread and stuff and they have they've got nice colors and stuff and they're just kind of like you can get close to them and they're just like, Ooh. yeah yeah people don't seem to mind pigeons uh, yeah i think yeah bird of prey are also descendants of like dinosaurs i mean they're yeah. literally called raptors so that is pretty cool too yeah i would could you be a dinosaur could oh you... yeah that's a good question <laughs> i don't know could you be something extinct because we don't see a lot of the outside world in this movie. It's confined to the hotel, the woods, and sometimes the city, the city and the road or whatever. Uh, yeah. Uh, so it, it starts off with a woman driving in the rain and then shooting a ass donkey. Ass murder. Yeah, ass murder. <laughs> yeah. And I, I hit me later. I'm like, was that the heartless woman? I couldn't mm. really... I, it kind of looked like her. You know, I didn't even think of that. And I don't even get the significance of that still. Not a, I mean, maybe she was mad at whoever became the donkey. Yeah. In this fictional universe where they become animals if they can't find love in 45 days. Yeah, I thought about that later. I thought at first it was just like kind of a weird kind of like, like, huh? Like <laughs> intriguing hook you in scene kind of. Yeah, I thought, because I didn't, I went into this movie pretty blind. I thought he actually was going to be a lobster at one point. Um, and, or I thought most of the movie he was going to be a lobster. But I didn't, so when she shot, I was like, do you become the last thing that you kill? Like, does that have something to do with it? And I kind of just forgot about it as the movie went on. Yeah, and uh, at, at some point when he, he was checking into the, um, when he was in therapy with his, what you find out to be his brother, I was I kind of got real her vibes. Like it has a similar kind of feel to her. I, I feel yeah, like I, yeah. I, I and there's that too. something in the whole movie where there's a there's such a funny way of like the like every all the conversation is so stilted. Mm -hmm. It's like hi, this is my friend you never learn the friend's name yep you just like this is the best friend and she's got nice hair this is my wife she we met at the store the store you know where you get the groceries yeah the it... grocery store uh i watched it on um prime and you can see like all the the cast and the name of the characters and it is all just listed as like the limping man the man with a lisp yeah. like they there are no character names which i like because then you know when we have to talk about it it's easier to refer to them yeah uh, uh you learn a couple names like you learn uh colin farrell's name an hour in like literally an hour yeah. in and like john c Riley, i think is also named john and i think the limping man or the is also named John. I think they're both yeah. named John. Yeah. 
but yeah, they very rarely refer to them. And it is interesting also, like, the movie is narrated by Rachel Weiss, but you don't meet her till like, in, well, yeah. probably an hour after. Yeah. Yeah, that is kind of interesting. It, it is like, I met him then, but you're like, oh, we don't know this character at this point. Um, it is kind of interesting. There's definitely some commentary when you're checking into this hotel. They ask you about, like, your past relationships. And they're like, you can only choose gay or straight, and that's it. There's something about the kind of binary of, kind yeah. of sexuality that I think there's some commentary on as well. Yeah, I think, well, there's even more than that. They seem to eliminate all gray area in the hotel because they also, like, when he's asking for half sizes of shoes, they're like, nope, it's nine or ten. Like, Oh, yeah, that's right. So, yeah, I noticed that, too. So, like, they're eliminating, like, any gray. It all has to be defined. It's binary, one or the other. Yeah, and it's, it, it is kind of prison-like when he turns in his his clothes and it is there is something about the place that i'm like this place looks really cool like i want to go to this place like if it wasn't for the whole turning into an animal thing this place like seems like a cool like oh it's a singles retreat right it is yeah romantic but it's a singles retreat with a deadline (laughs) yeah it's like a nightmare yeah that's that's so short i know 45 days that's the world they live in i do yeah it was interesting how they built the world um i do like a mystery box and you kind of just find out you don't you don't ever see the technology or like is it really real which i guess it is because their brother turned into a dog right like it's yeah they mention it they mention it but it's always like uh it says something about like removing organs and replacing it with stuff. And I'm just like, it's kind of vague, but you're just like, that doesn't, that's not a thing. Don't just take away his, his chest plate and he becomes the dog. Right. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's a weirdly abstractly defined world where they set the rules very well, but you don't, get a sense of like the time period or like when and where it exists yeah i i think they did say something about like dystopian future yeah which makes sense in this situation um i did think it was very funny when they're first moving like the attempted escapees and they moved them in the luggage cart i thought that was very funny i was like what almost like that's how they're moving them (laughs) yeah yeah, essentially, and, I mean, they have all this, I don't know, it seems like if they have technology to turn people into animals, but then they're running around with, like, old school tranquilizer guns and shooting them. Yeah. It's, and there's, it's, a, it is also funny how it's so invasive of, like, all of their, like, their entire life that when they're there, like, there's obviously the thing with the maid when she comes in and, like, has to... <laughs> just, like, grind like, on. grind on him. The I, daily grind. <laughs> the daily grind. And I was just like, what is this scene? Like, at first, she it's kind of vague and it keeps cutting back and forth with those, like, skits that they keep doing. Right. Oh. Where it's like, the man, this is the man alone. And he just, it's a man, like, choking to death. Yeah, but like, like this is a man with woman 
And then, she, yep, she can Heimlich him because they're together. Yeah. And there's the uh, the John C. Riley masturbation punishment where oh that they was put his hand like, in a toaster. <laughs> yeah, and he's just like ow. Yeah, and they just do it in front ow. of everyone at their like little desks where they're eating breakfast, and they just yeah. Uh, they literally grill Full him and toast front. him in the morning. He's got to stick his hand in the toaster because he masturbated to was a woman yeah. riding a horse. Yeah. Uh, speaking of horse, uh, I did think it was funny when the best friend uh, eventually got turned, and she got turned into a, a horse with the same hair. Right, yeah. The, like the little pony. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, uh, and, man, it's kind of funny that it's kind of like this weird AA meeting, but it's like you're pitching your qualities, like... Everyone has, like, a thing that kind of defines them. Like, I'm the man with the limp. I'm the yeah. lady with the bloody nose. Yeah, and it's... I'm the best friend. Not just a... It seems to be a flaw, too. It seems to be, like, uh, oh... At least... Beautiful smile. Oh, who is that? Woman. The black woman at the, the meeting. Okay. Did she get paired up with anyone, though? You, you never see it. So, yeah, I see... From what I can remember, a lot of the people who got paired up were all had similar flaws, and I felt like they were all saying like, "Oh, you can tolerate each other because you know what it's like." Yeah, short-sighted. Yeah, the man with the limp uh, smashes his face constantly so he can be paired up with the woman with the bloody nose. Yes, and the best friend does not find anyone, and I guess her quality is beautiful hair because yeah. he has a weird conversation about hair with colin farrell right and man they didn't get together yeah and there's the woman with no feelings and yeah she just that was a weird scene i thought she was just fucking with them at first and they go in there i'm like oh <laughs> like i can't, like fully did it like she kicks his brother to death yeah yeah that was a uh, pretty messed up yeah and that's that's where the movie takes a turn i feel like this movie starts in one place and then goes it just goes in many different places and it went on forever (laughs) yeah at the hour mark i'm like or like it was an hour in i'm like this should be like the end point right like when they're he goes to the woods to hang out with the the loners and they have their own set of rules that are like the opposite of the couple rules in the hotel where it's like you're only allowed to help yourself and do your own thing you can only be single yeah. uh yeah no flirting no, no flirting like helping each other pretty much yeah because yeah, that guy gets caught in a pear trap and they're just like oh well yeah you get out yourself you know where your grave is if you yeah you dug it <laughs> yeah that is weird like that's part of their thing it's like you have to dig your own grave and then just be in it when you think you're gonna die because we're not gonna help you yeah yeah i feel like it could have this movie could have been shorter if they had maybe two different characters living these experiences simultaneously or something but it's just colin farrell has to go on this roller coaster which I typically don't like Colin Farrell, but I liked him in this one. He was a weirdo. He played a good yeah. weirdo. I didn't realize this is not a 
uh, it's supposed to be like a shaming thing, but I'm like, is this a is he in a suit or was he always this kind of punchy? I guess he's getting older, but right, he's just kind of no, he does look like older, middle aged. He's got like my body now. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know how he's looking. I haven't seen him in anything. This was 2015 though. Maybe I mean, I mean, he's probably in his 40s or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it's probably just for the role, I guess. Yeah, it's possible, I guess. I do like how the music is done. It's not necessarily a horror movie. I don't know. It could be a psychological horror movie, maybe. But, like, the strings and the piano in the music is, it's like, reminiscent of, like, Psycho or whatever. Or just, like, the sharp yeah. strings strike. Dun-dun. Yeah. And I remember saying it, someone told me it's very Wes Anderson. It does have that kind of feel to it. Yeah, especially like just like the forest sets. They they look good, but they also, they look like soundstage sets almost. Just like a lot yeah. of Wes Anderson symmetrical, like a cinematography is done. We get glimpses at the, of the city at the end. It's not super futuristic. I mean, they're still playing acoustic guitar and making yeah. out in a regular old apartment yeah they're playing that what is it like spanish romance or whatever yeah. on the guitar they make out for a long time too. i know i know like... oh did uh did you realize the woman who plays the the leader that's the woman for who plays fragile in um death stranding okay all right that's yeah. leah sadu yep whatever okay i see it now yeah, I hadn't seen her in anything else, I think. Or maybe I have now, but yep, yeah, she is that. That person. Um, I don't know, what did you think? I thought this movie had a lot to say about, like, the value that media and society puts on, like, finding someone and pairing with someone. Yes, uh, when I read Wikipedia, it also said that. Oh, see, I, um, I came over that one on my own this yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. I did, I did. All right. Because <laughs> I, I, I have a lot of issues with that, too. But, of course, being a single man, like, who gives a shit what I have to say? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I agree with you. Uh, but, yeah, it, it, it does feel like there's definitely, like, something that I often say about many things within socio-political structures is like there's no middle ground like you can't just be a, a person you know you have to be yep. this kind of part of a couple that's this one specific thing or if you're a single person you are this one specific thing there's no like there's no gray area and i feel like that in politics and many things it seems to be kind of very black and white and staring away from any type of compromise that i take <laughs> Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. I have my immediate family is awesome and not super nosy, but if I ever have like extended family, like, oh, oh, you seeing anyone? Blah blah blah. I'm just like, nope. And is there anything wrong uh, with that? Like, does there have yeah. to be something wrong with that? You don't have to feel bad for me. I'm enjoying who I am right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know the feeling. It's also a single man in his thirties. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. No, I felt like this movie said a lot of it too. It's just like you know, you're pretty much 
ostracized if you can't find your soul or not even your soulmate just someone to tolerate someone they someone were, you have a very small thing to kind of yeah. i mean that was the whole ending wasn't it like they had nothing else in common so they had to they themselves. had to force something yeah, to have one thing in common because that's what a relationship is made out of having one very small thing yeah yeah i guess do you think he blinded his eyes? Do you think he poked his eyes out at the end? Maybe. I feel like he was pretty desperate. Yeah. But I don't want him to. But I also feel bad for her, because he's, like, let her out of there now. But I'm like, he could just be her seeing husband. I, I know, know, right? Like... Why can't I find something else they have in common? Like, yeah, truly nothing. I think it's funny when he's just like, so are you, do you like, like, berries? And she's like, no... You speak German? No. And, like, they... Just, I'm like, this is, like... There's nothing. This is nothing you have in common. No. You know? Yeah. I... I give it a... I give it... Yeah, I give it a G, I guess. It is... I'm just... I'm getting upset with movies lately. Like, why do you have to be so long? Like, I don't know. I think oh, I know. That's just I, my patience yeah. is waning. <laughs> my old age. I'm like, let's let's go um but i yeah. i mean i like the story i like what i had to say i like the acting it is a bit it can be brutal at times i'm mostly the dog yeah have you ever heard of that website does the dog die yeah yeah well look this one up before you you watch it yeah because he does also the dog is his brother i don't know if we mentioned that <laughs> yeah. And, and a donkey dies and within the first like two minutes yeah uh yeah i give it a g also i i enjoyed it um i'm i'm kind of interested in this director i hear he's got i mean i i have seen a little bit of here and there of his other movies but i know they're all kind of twisted mm, in various ways yeah i definitely thought it, it's thought-provoking yeah it is bleak and there is some ambiguity that kind of bugs me at the end but i guess it's supposed to be that way yeah it did there was some parts that put me to sleep but <laughs> i don't know if you're not an old man like me but i fell asleep during the first hunt seat and just went on forever like with the opera and whatever and they're hunting in the woods and everything's in slow motion guaranteed to put me asleep if you're gonna put shit in slow motion fair well, speaking of relationships... Ah, uh, yes. Uh, t t Toradora, right? Yeah. Um, you chose this one. I did. Japanese um, anime based on a manga. Uh, ha you had seen this before, right? I have actually seen this twice before. Twice before, I, okay. Well, only because I, I watched it a long time ago, and then... I saw that they dubbed it, and while I was kind of, you know, uh, cooking or whatever, I would turn it on every once in a while or whatever. There's a dub, just so I could hear the dub, and, you know, it's a, it's a pretty good series, I think. Yeah, it's yeah, I watched the dub, it was pretty good, it was uh, 2008, um, but I, I had never seen any of it, it had caught my attention for a while, it's just uh, a nice, light show about a high school romance or several um yep. love tr 
pen pentagon maybe uh, yeah from what i've seen i had the blue hair girl i didn't she didn't come in yet i don't uh ami amy yeah i i never fully understood her her role oh okay that may be spoiling. <laughs> i mean i think she it is a specific thing but it always feels like out of place okay hmm. maybe jumping ahead a little bit further than we went but uh yeah I don't know. Yeah, it's about this uh, high schooler Ryuji who um, yeah. Takasu. He lives with his. Know, is she a stripper? His, his stripper mother. She's like a. Um, I don't think she's a stripper. She's like. Um, she works at like a, a like cafe, a like a night. Kind of. Yeah, or cigar girl, cigarette girl. Like yeah, she's 20s, like a bar waitress that yeah. kind of like hangs out with you know man that tip or whatever right yeah and um and yeah he he is uh he has his father's looks which are apparently scary he comes across as a very scary young man in his high school everyone thinks he's a bully he's just got his one friend um yusaka kitamura Kitamura. and they but he's got a heart of gold he just just looks scary yeah scary man um but there's also some other misunderstood kids in the high school go figure go figure some kids are finding their identity in high school who would have thought yeah um taiga who is who is just a delinquent type yeah scary (laughs) yeah scary carries a sword top tiger yeah that's her nickname um Carries a sword around, lives by herself, apparently, in a big old apartment that her parents were just like, all right, GTFO, if you want to live on your own. Do they do that a lot in Japan? Um, I don't think so. I think okay. families li- live together for generations. Yeah, that's true, yeah. For various reasons. But right. I-, I think the way that they portray it in anime is that, like, so many high schoolers live alone because their right. parents are off gallivanting. Yeah, I find that a lot. You often maybe just never anime. meet parents in many anime. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the one. Yep, yeah, like in um, what was that one? The cooking one, Food oh, Wars. Uh, yeah, the dad was. Well, just they're like, in a they're in a high school. Or... Yeah, but I guess the father is away. Yeah, like, he... in the first yeah. episode or whatever. Right, he goes far away, and then um, oh, there was another one. Duh. Oh, the it was about a uh, kid who didn't want to go to school. Oh, it was, was it. And the 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 flower one, the <laughs> Anohana. Oh, Anohana. Yeah, yeah but he was his, he fa- his, his dad, dad was around, but he just didn't go to school. Yeah, I he recall. just didn't give a shit. His dad didn't give yeah. a shit. Um. Yeah, I guess that's probably just an anime thing. You're right, because I've I've talked to Japanese people who are like, yeah, it's perfectly normal. You live with your parents, and then maybe you move out when you meet someone. Maybe you don't. Yeah. Um, and when your parents get old, they move in with you. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Um, well, anyway, all these people start to intersect, and you so, know, uh, love stings. Yeah. That's the whole. I thought of that new song. Yep, time. she loves her. She loves her, and he loves him. That one. Exactly. Um, but uh, Ryuji somehow becomes taiga's slave oh because she she finds he finds a love note or what was supposed to be a love note from her to 
Yukasa, his best friend, or Yusaka. Um, and she's embarrassed by it. He tells her his love secret to Minori, which he's embarrassed by. So they're, it's like um, the Unbreakable Vow in Harry Potter. They're, uh, yeah. They have each other's secrets, so they team up to help each other confess to their respective crushes. Yeah. yeah. And I imagine you can see where this is going. <laughs> Ah, uh, I have no idea. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> no, like, right. yeah, I checked. Yeah, they're they're bonding quite well, uh, Taiga and Ryuji. Even though he's her slave, he's uh, he seems to be enjoying it. But that might just be Stockholm syndrome. Who knows? Okay. Um, but yeah, he seemed. I mean, he's nice. He, I think she is. She is the real. She's she's the cute one with the hard interior and opposite for him. They're I mean, opposites attract. And that's a fact, like Paula Abdul. She said mm. that. <laughs> With a cat. This is a rapping episode. Uh, um, but, uh, yeah, I. This is 25 episodes. Um, I watched three. I, oh, yeah, the, the bird, too. <laughs> yeah, the dumb bird. I, I didn't care for the. I never cared for the bird. Inko? That it? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I care for him. He said something really stupid in the first episode. I was like, ah, what a yeah. dumbass. I love it. Is it impotent? Yeah, that, that was it. Yeah. I was like, what the hell? Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I, I like the characters. The characters are, they grow on you. Um, I mean, it, it's a pretty, it is a pretty, I don't know. It's not like there wasn't anything super standout-ish for me. I yeah, feel. it's a it's fairly light. I think it um, it is a little bit exaggerated as far as its kind of themes and you know its portrayals of its characters, but it is a, a nice little kind of you know rom com drum. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sweet. Um, is it as good as Anahana? Probably not. <laughs> um, it's good. It's a different type of thing to right. Anahana. Anahana is a more about grief than right. I think romance, although it has that. Um, this has some uh, some hard stuff, but it's it's not as hard as that. It it is kind of stuff about growing up and uh, you know alienation and identity and romance and rejection. There's a rejection in episode two that you see right off the bat. Right. It was nice, um, but yeah, I, I mean, I I like Ryuji. I can identify with him, so yeah, I could see myself watching more of this. Yeah, I think you should watch it. It's a uh, it's fairly short. It's not like a hundred episodes. Right, yeah. um, it's like a two season beat, and I know the dub's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, the dub yeah. was good. That's what I watched, and um, yeah, it seems uh, pretty nice. It, uh, good Vio good emoting that's what ghost in the shell did not have it, that one's famously not greatly dubbed but they and i think they redid it at one point but this one was good i think they got there hopefully by now i mean dubbing is we're getting better voice actors that actually give a shit about what they're doing mm. when they're doing anime uh a book we had a book that is a different type of thing than the last two things 
Does this have the continuing running theme that you saw? I believe so. Hmm. What is this theme you referred to you were thinking of? Oh, wait, which book are we talking about? (laughs) Are we talking about Ronin? Yeah. Okay, yes. Well, I mean, now it doesn't, because we (laughs) weren't supposed to watch that movie. So, I mean, it is um, a future dystopia, like um, The Lobster. We had a lot of future dystopia going on. Well, how does uh, Toradora play into that? Uh, It doesn't. Okay. <laughs> that was the odd Fair. one out. Alright, fair. Toradora and um our our next one are really Our game though. doesn't our game and our movie or you know, music also doesn't have that either. Oh man. Well at least it was half the things that I watched. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. We weren't supposed to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is very Samurai Jack. I was gonna ask, is this what Samurai Jack is based on? This, uh... Maybe. Ronin by... Who is it? One of the Millers. Frank Miller. Frank Miller, okay. Not Arthur Miller. Not George Miller. Not George Miller. Not Mark Millar. Nope. Frank Miller. This is Sin City and Dark Knight Returns fame. Yes. Um, yeah. Very, uh... I, I don't think I've read any of... I've seen Sin City. Um, so I don't... I've read some here and there. Yeah. I mean, I know he's got a very distinct art style. I know he likes yes, to he throw does. a lot of... Did he... A lot of bubbly people in there. With, yeah. like, their little kind of... I don't know how to describe it, but it's very, like... They're kind of bumpy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A lot of bumpy people. Right. I had no idea what the hell this was about, to be honest. I I did not know it was going to be Samurai Jackish. We've read a lot of manga recently about, like, Samurai. And that's true. that's what I thought this was going to be. But apparently there's a whole... Breaks away. Yeah, this is... We're getting to the cyberpunk of... Uh... It kind of... I, I haven't seen it, but it kind of had a feel like Ready Player One-ish to me a little bit also, maybe. I don't know if you got that feel. Um, yeah, I I need to see more of the world, I think. But, yeah, definitely the Billy, who is our, apparently, well, he was the protagonist for a bit, and then not really <laughs> at all. Yeah. Um, the paraplegic, who is having, like, um, experimental stuff done to him. Yeah. Well, it's like the nameless Ronin, and then it cuts ahead, and then I, I stopped there. I didn't get super far in it. Oh, I just kind okay. of got to, um, I don't know how far you read. I got, um, I read the first issue and then half of the second issue. Okay. So I probably didn't I get too read. much further yeah. than you. Um, but. So Billy departs also? Uh, pretty much. Um, so. Yeah, we start on Ronin. He Lord Ozeki. Yep. And he is serving Lord Ozeki who dies with this special sword that is supposed to kill or it is the weapon of Agat, the shapeshifter yeah. demon. And Very similar to Akuma. Yes. Or... <laughs> he can only be killed with this sword that absorbs people, which I also think Samurai Jack's played. blood, I believe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um and so Ronan um 
Lord Ozaki fails and Ronan ends up taking up his sword and going to kill Agat and sealing both himself and Agat in the sword. And it is later, it reawakens this, this, or someone reawakens the sword and Billy starts having, you know, visions of the Ronin um, in this super cyberpunk world. And Billy is, he's like supposed to be designing, or he's like a test dummy for frost or like cybernetics, like yeah, lemon enhancements or something. Yeah, the draw, the art style, it, it was hard for me to follow. Like sometimes, like I'd be like, I was like, what the fuck is going on in this picture? It's very, there's a lot of jumping around. It's very spastic, and there's also a ton of dialogue. Yes, I feel like the last three books we've had have been so sparse as yeah. far as dialogue and this was just like heavy and i i had a hard time with it honestly yeah i n- totally um like when i read like single issues of things i can usually blaze through them in 20 minutes or whatever it took me an hour to get through a single issue Same. Of this. yeah this yeah. took me so long like i didn't dislike it but i was just like oh god like i need to take a break yeah it's, it's like it's so dense with like stuff Okay, yeah, I yeah, I was wondering if that was just me. I was like, this is taking forever to read this one. Um, yeah, so I only read the first book, and I and like I was just like, all right, dude, just gotta get through this. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, um, yeah. He ends up Billy and Ronan ends up kind of fusing. Like Ronan makes or the computer, whatever the fuck they uh, Vega or was Vegas. Yeah, was the name of the supercomputer, the sentient computer, which is also yeah. a big Ghost in the Shell thing. It, it was totally gonna tie together if we were doing an anime beat uh, later. Okay. Um, but uh, the sentient computer made um, Billy like some. I did like, see the arms sound. attached. To yeah, him. and he ends up like being in the sewer and you know roaming the streets of New York. He, but Billy's pretty much gone. He doesn't. He or they think he might be in there, but the Ronin has taken over this body. Is like roaming around New York. He does look Japanese because they're like the police go after him, like we need to find this Japanese male. So he has like shape shifted into um, what the Ronin looked like originally. Uh, but yeah, that's what it turns out. You know, they're looking for the Ronin, and then the this demons going around being like, oh, I'm gonna, what am I doing? I got. He probably he needs his sword so he doesn't die. But yeah, it's. I was wondering, is this what Samurai Jack is? <laughs> it's like Samurai Jack is all about Jack goes to slay Aku, and Aku just throws him into the future where he's. I guess Aku took over, and while well, Samurai Jack was, and that's like a Ganondorf type thing, Ocarina mm. of Time. Um, yeah, have you seen all of Samurai Jack? I know that they released like season four and five like a few years ago. Yeah, I watched the final season, which was cool because they, like, it was a, a kid show originally. Um, it was, like, violent, but it was always, like, oil spill or he was killing robots and stuff. But the final season was on Adult Swim, so it was just, like, blood everywhere. It was, like, nice. they could do whatever they want. The final season was great. I never watched all the original seasons, though. I've seen, like, quite a bit of it, but not all of it. Yeah, I own them. I haven't watched them. Oh, nice. Yeah, I mean, um, but yeah, I, I did, I enjoyed this. 
Um, I had no idea it was going to be about, like, the future and shit. I was like, when it cut to... Well, I accidentally started reading Volume 6 at first, too. I was like, this, no. this isn't the right one. What is this? He's, like, in a matrix. What the fuck? And then um, I went back and, you know, read the right one. And I was like, oh, what what is happening here? But, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I like crazy dystopian future a lot. Um, so it was a nice surprise. It is it is heavy to get through though it is dense. Um, that would be my complaint. I would like to read it on a, a nicer screen though, besides my phone, so I can also tell what the hell's going on in the panels. Yeah. So the story got me definitely. That's my cup of tea. Um, yeah, and it, it's you know it's one limited series. So right. You know it's got. It doesn't go on for like twenty years, like a Batman story or whatever. Right. Does Frank has Frank Miller done some weird shit though? Um, he's uh, kind he of a weirdo, nut bar conservative guy. Um, a little bit over the top as far as his uh, you know viewpoints. A lot yeah, of people okay. believe that the way he kind of portrays various characters is how he actually thinks about them. Uh, especially women and people of color. Um, yeah, so there's that. Uh, I don't know how much truth there is to that, but I don't know. I, it sounds about right. When yeah, I I do, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I, I've enjoyed the man's work uh, on many occasions, so there's art versus artists. There are many yeah. artists that are probably bad people and mm-hmm. stuff I like. I don't know. I don't know. I, once again, it's something that we. It isn't just a black and white thing. Like right. Just, yeah. Here's gray area. Can't be like yeah. the lobster. Yeah. Or whatever the hotel was. Um. Is he? Is Frank Miller one who drew Batman's dick? Someone drew Batman's dick and Batman Damned, which just came out a couple of years ago. Maybe. Um. <laughs> I can't remember. I don't remember who wrote that. I thought that was um Scott. Snyder? Or no, is that right? No. There's like a, a somebody whose last name is Snyder. Who I think Zach is a, Snyder. Is it, I don't think it's no. Zach. <laughs> he would show up at though, if he has the opportunity. Yeah, probably. I know. The only thing that's popping in my head right now is Watchmen. And that's all I can think of. Uh, Batman. Damn. Oh my gosh. Frank Miller? Oh, Brian. Oh, who illustrated Brian, Brian is, Michael Bendis? No, Brian Azarelio, illustrated oh. by Lee Bermejo. So, none of the people. Okay. Oh, uh, wait, Brian Azarello? Azarello, yeah. Yeah, is that the the author? Yes. Okay, alright, yeah. Okay. Not... Yeah, Frank Miller did um, Dark Knight Returns, which is a famously popular Batman it's kind of what a lot of um, Dark Knight Rises is based on. Yeah. Like, they take directly from it. Interesting. He also did Year One, which is That's... a lot of what Batman Begins is based on. I've wanted to read a few of the Year Ones, just because I think those it's, like, an interesting yeah. concept. Batman Year One's pretty good. That's, I think that's... Well, no, I don't think it's gonna be year one. The new Batman movie coming out, I think it's, gonna, it's supposed. He's oh, supposed the to be, Batman. Yeah, he's. It 
it's supposed to be in his early years, but not in origin. So yeah, thank God. I, I know see those fucking pearls again. <laughs> exactly. Yep. We all know. We all yeah. know for 70, 80 years now. We all know how Batman's yeah. origin is. Same with like Spider Man and fucking yeah. Uncle yeah. Ben or whatever. Yeah. Thing. Um. Yeah. Yeah, but I give this a G also. I'm interested in it. It's just, it's heavy. It feels like heavy reading, even though it's a comic. <laughs> right, yeah. So it'll be like a novel by the end. It'll feel accomplished. Yeah. Speaking of accomplishment, <laughs> I don't know if that's a segue. Uh, have you ever had to hang out with your girlfriend's boyfriend? <laughs> um, no. No, I have not. It seems like the type of thing I would do. I mean, maybe not knowingly. Maybe I was oblivious, like the boyfriend was at that time. Um, yeah. And Mike Burbiglia's Bur- 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 yeah. uh, yeah. album and track, My Girlfriend's Boyfriend. Did you listen to this on Spotify or did you watch it? Uh, I listened to it. Okay. I think I would have benefited from watching it, though. It's on tubby i think that free uh, uh, streaming platform i think it was on prime too but i was yeah was it's like, got some you know notable things that you benefit from watching it i think i mean there's the big reveal at the end where he's talking about his accident and mm. <laughs> he projects the accident report which that got a pop yeah. from the audience <laughs> yeah um he also had a his other album called sleepwalk with me um, there's, I don't think there's a actual stand-up show, but there's a movie of it. He used to do it as a one-man show, but he also made it into a short film that's just like, it's a movie. It's not like it's sad as that's in there. I didn't oh, care cool. for it as much. Wow. The album is, is better, personally, in my opinion. Interesting. Check yeah. that out. But this one, I, I think it, it's a pretty good watch, also. It's just, you know, his show. Cool. Yeah, it's... Another about a real relationships. Yes, I was going to say this. Our... This was one of the th- running themes this week was uh, mm. sexual frustration. <laughs> yeah. Do you always believe you're right? Um, maybe in the moment. Mm. Uh, um, but I, you know, I do a lot of customer service, and um, I that I know there are some moments where I do have to admit defeat uh i actually did just one recently to customer i was like yep nope i'm sorry i was completely wrong <laughs> i have to do that a lot especially working in the freaking uh, you know municipal government you gotta, yeah you know, there's so much like going on but there's a lot of red tape going on exactly there. yep so i mean i think my customer service skills have taught me not to you know, I always think I'm right. I also, yeah, <laughs> my argument skills have taught me when to walk away from something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this starts a little bit in media res, to use that term. What does that term mean? Kind of in the middle. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of in the middle. Yeah, okay. And then it kind of goes back, and then it has a few flashbacks. Um, he starts off by talking about how he gets T-boned. Which is the culinary way of <laughs> describing a 90-degree car accident. Yeah, okay, I do remember now. Now that I think, I didn't even realize that, but that was a call 
but he did foreshadow that t-boning yeah in the beginning i didn't even think about that yeah he talks about it then uh, kind of close to where it ends then he goes back to the beginning and then he leads up to that point which is actually the same thing that he does in uh, sleepwalk with me okay which except instead of being t-boned uh, spoiler alert, it culminates into him jumping out of a, a two-story window <laughs> in Sleepwalk With Me. Okay. Because he has a severe sleepwalking disorder. Ah. Um, okay. Okay. Now, I'm starting to appreciate his, the writing more. Um, because I didn't... Because uh, it was... So, not all the jokes landed with me, but... Mm-hmm. I did like that it was a pretty much consistent narrative. He did a very good job of, you know, the whole album was a flow, pretty much. And now that you... It's one story, pretty much. Yeah. That that leads back and forth. Yeah, now that it's cyclical, that I didn't even realize it, that the end, the payoff is even more. Because the accident report um, was my favorite track, where he talks about the T-bone and, you know how he's the homework and like like vehicle one gets struck by vehicle one me hits me (laughs) yeah yeah and and he ends with a lesson like kind of like a moral to the story which i thought was kind of odd when i listened to it i was like it's a comedy show you'd think you end on like a really big pop and a really great punchline and laugh but it ends with a moral to the story so that is and, interesting now that i see it as a writing piece rather than a comedy it, well performance. i mean it's like a one-man show you know yeah i think that's what his other one is too and what you don't see is at some point he mentions um what happens to gymnasts he's talking about gymnasts at some point in the show at the very end of the show he does the he does oh, the, the, stick, stick the, the, <laughs> the landing okay pose yeah, yeah at yeah. the very end of the show okay Right after he goes, like, and I'm done being right. Then he does the landing. Ah. Okay, now I actually I do want to go back and watch this now. I think it's on Tubby, I'm pretty yeah. sure, and that's completely free. But you think he's a funny guy? Um, I like his, his stand-up. He also references other stand-up of his. Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, a lot of the jokes I was kind of like, you're just complaining about your girlfriend, man. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, the, I, I think when he did get away from that material, uh, I did, like, the accident report, I was laughing a lot. Uh, uh-huh. And the scrambler, I was laughing a lot, too, where he talks about going to the carnival. He's like, I've gotten thrown up on the scrambler as well. <laughs> I didn't throw up, but I got thrown up on, on the scrambler. Mm-hmm. So I know exactly what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> Yeah, there's a point. Where is it? Uh, oh, he's talking about dating the delinquent, or you know, falling in love with like the girl who's kind of like a criminal or like a bad girl. And he says something along the lines of like, I think he says, "I'm in the future, also," which is a <laughs> reference to other stand-up that he's done. He's ah. used that phrase in other stand-up that he's done. Yeah, he, I mean, some great jokes landed, especially, I mean, the, my girlfriend's boyfriend track, where she's like, you know, they're, he's like, you know, he's the Hanging other man. Hanging out with his girlfriend's yeah. boyfriend's parents. Yeah, and there's one where 
she whispers to him, she says, like, oh, I wish it could just be us. And he's like, it could be. You have the power to make that happen. Like, Yeah. That was, yeah. That true. And then he goes, like, he's like, I felt so ashamed. And this, I never wanted this to happen again. Then he cuts back to the present, and it's happening again, like, once again, right, right. in front of them. And you're just like, shit. Like, it's, I don't know, it's. These are definitely, like, weird mood pieces that involve a lot of his stand-up style. But, you know, they are they truly are one-man shows. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I... So what's the, the other one um, called? The other one is called Sleepwalk With Me. Sleepwalk. Um, I recommend listening to it. There isn't a, a great watch of it unless you just want to watch, like, a movie <laughs> of it. Um but yeah, that one's got, um, he talks about a bit where he talks about Brad Pitt being in one of his dreams, and I think there's an old clip of him on Conan with Brad Pitt in the panel with him, and he tells Brad Pitt about his <laughs> dream that he eventually uses in this show, and Brad Pitt's like, oh, that's fucking weird, or maybe it might be Edward Norton, I can't remember, because <laughs> it's about Fight Club. Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll have to check it out. I, I mean, again, because I don't think I appreciate it to the fullest. Because I was kind of, like I said, just like he's kind of playing around his girlfriend most of the time. <laughs> like, yeah. But n- now, now knowing the the thought, I mean, that went behind this, I'll I'll get a better appreciation out of it. Yeah, I think he starts the the other one with like um. He's like, so he's sitting there with General Gene Hackman, and I was like, what's the plan? And then he tells this whole story about this journey through his, like, growing up and kind of being an oddball and having this issue with um, sleepwalking, which he's in, like, is it the DSM-4, like, the thing for, like, um, actual illnesses that they kind of have catalogs of. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, he's, he's like, the... <laughs> He's like the identified subject uh, in that in that book, where it like kind of lists the various illnesses and mental illnesses. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And Scary. it causes him to uh, this weird like uh, thing where he sleepwalks and does weird things, and it like he like flips over a bookshelf in his sleep, <laughs> and he like jumps off of his TV and like lands on a table and like destroys the table. It's terrifying. Ugh. Yeah. I give it a G. I'll have to give it a G. <laughs> I have to. Yeah. Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it twice. I'm going to watch it listen to it and watch it again. Yeah. Like, yeah let me know because I'd be interested in hearing your thoughts on it. Yeah. Also, his stand-up is good. Like, his other albums are good. He has this whole long story about... um performing at a like a baseball charity fund and like how he accidentally makes a joke about like one of the people that receives the the (laughs) award and like this whole awkward interaction with it and it's just like like he finds out that he's the celebrity at like a celebrity golf thing (laughs) and like being like having to apologize for like being the celebrity because they thought they'd have like an actual celebrity. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he has a podcast also. 
Oh, cool. What's it called? He's been on many. Um, is it just a comedy podcast? I believe so. I think he is comedians on, and they kind of talk about comedy. He's also gotcha. been on, like, Comedy Bang Bang, and he's been mm-hmm. on, like, uh, You Made It Weird many times and whatever. Cool. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'd also give it a G. I, I've listened to it many times. I think he's a funny guy. Uh, I haven't heard all of his stuff because he's put out new stuff also, but I like it. Nice. Yeah. Where did you first hear him, of him? Or... Uh, I think on Comedy Central Presents from ages ago. Yeah. He also does a few kind of songs. Like, part mm-hmm. of them are, he does a couple with his acts, and he has a song that he released called the Medium Man Song, because it was based on the big man on campus idea. And he's like, I'm more like the medium man on campus. And it's kind of like, like about being like, I, I don't sell weed, but I probably know someone. <laughs> something like that. Nice. The medium. Uh, that's funny. I'll have to listen to that. I like musical comedy. Yeah. Uh, last one. A game. We're going to hit this. Hit, hit man. We're going to hit those men. Uh, from season one developed by io interactive a third person social stealth game 2016 is that how old this game is yeah yeah there have been two other ones since then i know well i thought it was way older than 2016 oh well this is a re kind Um, of a reboot of the series i think the first one came out in like the 2000s yeah okay that's what i thought um but even like googling this it says 2016 which is weird yeah well there's a 2016 there's also like blood money and absolution and all these other ones i think the original one was like 2004 i'm gonna guess that sounds about right yep okay yeah i thought it was like ps2 era yeah okay that's right was it as advanced back then no okay all right oh well that might have similar but different okay um, I have never played any Hitman games. Have you played just this one before? Have you played all of them? I have played uh, Absolution, which was a like a 360 PS3 game. I played this one, which is season one, and now they're on season three. I guess okay. it's Hitman, Hitman two and three, and I've played the first two. I haven't played the third one yet. Right. Uh, these. <sighs> Stealth games are not my cup of tea. <laughs> but you can approach any way you want, kind of. <laughs> that, and that, I think, makes it worse for me, to be honest. Okay. Um, I I did the first level, the first, well, I did the training level. And, okay. um, like, the way they coax you, coach you through it before, like, go, okay, you're going to go this way, you're going to... Take the mechanic, disguise yourself, hide him. Oh, now you're gonna upgrade and disguise yourself with a chef, hide him. Oh, then you gotta sneak this way. Oh, watch out for this guy. He knows who you are. Or who he knows his crew. He's gonna spot you. All right, shoot the guy in the head and walk away. Boom. Okay. And but then I got all these other choices. Like, all right, do this mission again. Same hit, but you can do it any way you want. Mm-hmm. too many options for me i mm-hmm. i didn't know where to start i was like all right i'm gonna i like the poisoning one that sounds fun so i'll do i'm gonna try to 
figure out how to poison this guy, and I just, I could not figure it out for the life of me. I was just wandering around, shooting people, and then realizing, ah, I probably shouldn't have killed that guy, I should probably just knocked him out, <laughs> not killed him, uh, and, okay, I can't find the poison, I'm gonna do this one then, I'm gonna just, uh, distract him by blowing up this generator, but... I, I just, I, there's too many options for me. It's too, too many options to be sneaky, and I'm bad at being sneaky. <laughs> like, I, I am a, uh, I am a spray and pray, run and gun, guns a blazons, kick the door down type of gamer. <laughs> so is this the Paris mission, the showstopper? There's a mission on the boat. <laughs> oh, did you play the Paris mission? No. <laughs> Oh, that's they, they just gave me the the option to keep playing the boat one over. Oh, why didn't you play the other ones? Because I, I, I wanted to figure it out another way. I was like, all right, I can do it another way. I just wanted to keep approaching it from different methods. But I was like, I don't, I don't know. Is the Paris mission great? <laughs> I mean, it it's just, than... um, no, um, <laughs> okay. it's not easier, but it's like, it's a completely different setting and it's like, it's cool. Like, you're at this big, like, Paris function, and it's just, like, you know, the showstopper is, like, there's this massive chandelier hanging over, like, a runway, and the idea is to get above it and release it onto people. Oh. So it's not just to kill someone, though? No. No, that's killing someone. You're Oh, I know, you're killing someone. You're dropping a giant chandelier <laughs> on uh, people. Like... So you don't have to just shoot people. <laughs> well, I know, yeah, but... Are you trying to kill one specific person? Is it one specific? No, hit? there's oh. uh, there's one mission that has four. Okay, well maybe, oh, but that seems hard. Four, like yeah, you gotta kill a, it's a tough game. like covertly and kill all four without getting spotted, like one by one. It's possible. Oh yeah. man, that sounds hard. I don't know. I don't know if I can do that. In the first mission, the Paris one, there's two people, oh. and it kind of. Like the story is kind of irrelevant personally, but it's just like uh, there's one lady who's like a, a business mogul who's been doing all this shady shit. The other one's like, uh, I can't remember what his deal is, but yeah, I'm kind of bummed you didn't play any of the other <laughs> levels. You just played the one training mission. Yeah, <laughs> you like to give you an eye for this game. <laughs> incomplete. Incomplete. Yeah. Um. You didn't even play the first level. I mean, they they just kept giving me the option. There were so many different ways to do it. I was like, I got to do it one of these ways, and I couldn't even figure out one of the thirteen other options they gave me. You can potentially shoot him from the starting point if you have if you have good enough aim. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. It was even. I even. I was like, I found a getaway boat this time. Maybe I can make my getaway on the boat, but I couldn't even kill anyone to make my getaway. I got caught pretty easily trying to take the chef costume and poison him. I tried to hide yeah. in the fridge. And that didn't work. <laughs> I get so stressed whenever I get like caught or I raise any red flags. I'm just like, fuck, it's over. Fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> The way to play this game is to scum save like crazy. <laughs> yeah. Save, then do the thing, and if you get caught, just, like, wait it out or whatever. I didn't even know what I did. I probably had my gun out. That's, like, so many... And there's so many things for me to keep track of. Like, I gotta put my the wrench away that I just had out. I gotta, like, put these things away. I'm holding them. It's raising red flags. Like, uh, 
Yeah. This man with this has got the gun. Like, why would you let him on our boat? I mean, I'm in a police officer's uniform. Why does it matter? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's fair, I guess. No, but they still were even like, you should put that thing away, man. I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah. I'll shoot you. There are certain people that on the on the mini map have that kind of white white lip that they're kind of yeah. like noticers. Or, yeah. Yeah, I didn't like those. I'm I'm so bad at stealth games. I'm so and you said it well it's a social stealth and I was like, alright, maybe it's different. Nah, it's, it's not any different for me. And that makes it worse, potentially. I gotta socially blend in too, damn it. <laughs> like Oh man, I'm better at sticking to the shadows when nobody notices me, but I gotta socially do it now. But it was, yeah. I mean, graphics were great. The gameplay was very good. Like, it's it's a good game. Like, and again, like, oh, you can attack it from so many different angles. That's why I, I was super, I was like, man, this, this game came out in 2004 for the PS2. <laughs> like, um, but it's, and I know it's, like, huge. People love it, but... Oh man! I, the only yeah, I'd like you to check out some of the other levels. At least look at the levels because they are at least the level design is very cool. Like it's this massive party. The first level is this massive party. There's one that you're at a big hotel in Bangkok. There's uh this one that's like um you're in like this weird military complex in uh, like Marrakesh or whatever. Cool. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I yeah, I mean it's beautiful. I'd have I'll I'll look at that chandelier. <laughs> I'll swing yes. on that chandelier. Um, uh, yeah, I think the only stealth things I've ever been successful for in are those does when you sneak into the castle and Ocarina of Time and uh the Batman stealth stuff. Because the Batman stealth stuff, it's like, eh, if I get caught, I'm just going to punch my way out of it. Big deal. <laughs> but I read there was uh, one uh, in Hitman 3, I think. There's one mission you can finish in like 20 seconds. So I just like walk oh, in and Oh, <laughs> I watched a playthrough of like speedrunners like finishing the levels and it was like six seconds. And they're like, then the commentary is like, this took two years to make. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, yeah. One of the guys is like, yeah, that level took like a year and a half to make. He finished it in six seconds. Just cause he just like turned like straight up and like shot through a specific area and just walked out. Nice. Oh, man. Yeah, it is, I mean, that sense of like satisfy, satisfaction where you, you shoot the guy and then you're just like, yeah, I'm just going to fucking walk out of here and yep, yeah. just get push the red button by my car and leave. Oh, and I mean, I was getting into complicated territory because there are challenges, as you saw. Yeah. There are some that are silent assassin, which means nobody sees you. You know, no, but it, no bodies found, never recorded. There's also suit only silent assassin, which means you do that, all that, but you never change out of your suit. You never take on a disguise. Those are the tough ones. Yeah. Man, how many levels? How many missions are in one game? Is it like? Um, if it's over ten. That's gonna be too hard. I think six oh, in each, okay. maybe. Oh, okay. But I mean, you play the same one over and over again to become 
mastery and mastery unlocks new items to use in other stages like um, you get a briefcase okay. so you can put like your massive sniper rifle in there without people like freaking out that you're holding a massive sniper rifle okay uh, stuff like that okay there's an exploding rubber ducky that i've seen people use effectively <laughs> people are like oh he's got a ducky that's not a problem when you throw it at the guy and it explodes Cool. Sean Bean is one of the people you kill in one of the games. Oh, well, that's just so fitting. Yeah. <laughs> he dies in everything. There are these things called uh, elusive targets that come, like, I think every month or so. And, like, uh, it's various people. Like, I think Gary Cole is one of them. <laughs> um, Gary Busey is one of them. Oh, weird. <laughs> um, there's one that's a pair of twins, and one of the twins has hired the other one. So you have to kill one and not the other one, but the only <laughs> oh, way to recognize... Yeah, that one's... It's kind of fun to figure out. Oh, man. That's... In- okay, that's... Yeah, I didn't realize there was... Okay, you just, like, practice it to master it. Right. Yeah, pretty much. You just do it over and over again, and you unlock stuff, and you can unlock, like... Instead of starting in front of the big party, you can sometimes start, like, you know, in the garden, in the certain... You know, in a gardener's you know, outfit or whatever. Man, you... Hmm. Alright, you might have to give, give it a me shot. an eye. Yeah, give me an yeah. eye for incomplete, maybe. Yep, if I, I'll actually look at a real Just level. <laughs> try, try, uh, at least check out some of the other levels, even if you don't finish them. At least the design is nice. Can I access any mission? Or do I have to go in, like, sequential um, order? I think you can access any mission. I don't think you have to beat... Um, any two, as long as it's downloaded on your computer, right. I think you can just get in there. And it's just like, you haven't finished the story, are you sure? And it's like, who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been going around shooting people. That's yeah. what I'm hired to do. I'm a hitman. There is a great kill in the first Paris level. Um, you can set up, uh, so people are looking at fireworks. There's like a fireworks display. And I've seen people push one of the people on an upper level over the balcony and then they've landed on the other target below <laughs> killing both of them simultaneously nice it was so weird to watch and they were just like oh i like it was just like some weird like i did that accidentally <laughs> oh man what are the odds yeah but you can time it out just so it happens perfectly and it's like one of the challenges Okay, but yeah, scum saving like crazy, and you just gotta do it over and over again. And you learn the layout; it's not super difficult after a while. Um, usually, uh, rat poison is in. Um, weirdly, it's in kitchens a lot. That's where I looked everywhere but the kitchen for the rat poison when I was trying to poison yeah. them. So I was like, yeah, usually it's in the kitchen. Yeah. I gotta get it before I go to the kitchen. Yeah. A lot of times it's found in the kitchen. But yeah, I, I have enjoyed the games. I give them a G. Um, I mean, you can give them a D, but I think oh, you should try a little bit more, I, honestly. I don't think I would give it a D anyway, because it's just my personal preference. I'm just, I am just so bad at stealth games. That it's just always, always. Like, I bought Splinter Cell once, and I, was, I tried to get into it. I was like, no, 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 I can't do it. I, I rush it too much. So you'll never play like a Metal Gear Solid then, I'm guessing. Uh, 
Phantom Pain's really good. I would recommend yeah. Phantom Pain. I mean, Metal Gear Solid's just so bizarre. I like the weird bizarreness to it. That's... <laughs> yeah, and Phantom Pain's fairly open. You don't have to be stealthy, but you just benefit from it. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I'll watch Let's Plays of them. Yeah, I don't know if I could... If it's a stealth game, I don't know if I can do it. But, All 90 hours. <laughs> yeah, jeez, yeah, yeah, those are long-ass games, too. But I, I, I give it an eye because I, <laughs> I could only complete it. Yeah. Well, I mean, just uh, maybe next time we record, just play like a couple other levels or something. Yeah. I definitely recommend that first one is really fun, and first two are really good. Um, there's one in Colorado that's kind of like eh. But there's one like in a Are big. You skiing? Um, Do you get to ski and shoot people? Uh, no, that'd be cool. You're like they're like freedom fighters making like a complex. That's the one where you kill four people. Uh, maybe I've I might have seen that one. I've seen like one and I watched one level one time. I don't know why I was watching it. But yeah, the there's snow. one in Hokkaido that's in uh, yeah that's in Japan that's like in the snow. Okay, maybe. in Hokkaido. Might have been that one. It's a cool one. Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. I'll give it a retry. There. All right. Is that it? I think so. Let's see if anything else. Uh, well, I do have all these notes on Ghost in the Shell. No. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk them over another time. Yeah. Uh, but for now, you can find us at uh, wholegdshow.podbean.com. Contact us on all our socials at wholegdshow, um, facebook.com slash wholegdshow, Twitter. Uh, there's another one somewhere. We're on Twitch, twitch.tv slash wholegdshow. Sometimes playing some Valheim lately. Uh, you Caleb Orion does our music. You can find him on Spotify and streaming services. Uh, rate and review us on your podcast app. And um, sometimes I'm on Twitch, twitch.tv slash inkaboutit. Uh, check me out there. Where can people find you, Jeff? Uh, you can find me at uh, Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram at Rewrite to Shaw. You can also find me at Twitch, uh, occasionally streaming at As Rewrite to Shaw or at Whole GD Show. Um, I will also be on YouTube at Whole GD Show. Very rarely, but it happens occasionally. Right. Right. We'll catch you, GD listeners, in the next GD episode. Goodbye. 